Welcome to the CDM Podcast, a production of Contagious Disciple Making. We exist to catalyze movement through coaching, community, and communication. We created this podcast to help everyday Christians to become world-changing disciple makers. I'm Paul Watson, and this is Rebecca Ewing, and you're listening to the CDM Podcast. Like, share, five-star rate, and review this podcast. You can download the CDM app. Come join the growing platform where you can access our praying community of disciple makers and learn from our podcasts, blogs, and videos that will help you know how to make disciples in your life and ministry. While you're on there, you can support this podcast by following the link to our Patreon. Your support allows us to continue to offer and create new content and support disciple makers like you as you transform your communities with the gospel of the kingdom. And as a thank you, those who give at least $5 a month will have access to our premium content that dives even deeper into the challenges and tips for disciple making. The following is a portion of our Giving Tuesday live event, where Paul and Rebecca chatted with disciple makers from around the world. For more information on partnering with CDM, go to ContagiousDiscipleMaking.com slash partner. We're going to be hearing from people who have just been beginning over the past a year or so learning disciple making and their experience because we want you to be encouraged that this isn't just a game for veterans. This is not just a game for from hardened, toughened, you know, missionaries on the field. These are just ordinary, everyday people who are learning how to be make disciples. Uh, and uh, wanting to be able to encourage you that if you're like, I don't know if I want to start disciple making. This is scary. It's nervous. I don't know. What do I do? And is it you know, worth it in everything. Well, these are going to be people who are going to tell you it is and that they're going to tell you their experience and they're, and, uh, you know, they're, they're not Harvard graduates. They're, they're, uh, normal people. Although just like they us. are awesome. Although as awesome as they are, you know, they're, they're, they're just like us, just like you. And so we, we can be able to hear their stories, but guys, once again, when it comes to this giving Tuesday, we want you to encourage you to be a part of what we're trying to do here at CDM. We're trying to expand our team. We're trying to, we, we need hub builders. We need, um, you know, prayer coordinators. We, uh, we want uh, a prayer, a prison director, uh, our freedom directive uh, director and team to be able to have a part of this. And there's a bunch of needs that go along with it. We want to expand uh, to be able to, to have people who can take that torch forward and to fully take ownership of the various different departments that they are in. And I know this next year, we're going to be really working hard to develop our re- uh, leadership uh, and develop people so that we can be able to see this work multiply. Because uh, we just know that walking alongside people is worth it. And, and, and uh, being able to see people mobilize into what God is wanting to do is worth it. So we're welcoming you to be a part so that we can be able to help support these people that we're talking to, to be able to do what they're doing as well. And so we plead on their behalf that you would come and support uh, what we're all doing together. All right. Well, guys, we're going to be shifting gears into our next one. Oh, by the way, right before we get there is download our app. <laughs> download download it. If you're watching on Facebook or something like that, I know, what are you waiting for? You need to go, you need to download our CDM app and swear because that's where we have our podcast videos stories blogs events you know uh that guys this is how we be able to equip our people one of the things we're going to be talking about soon is the fact that 
we do production as well. When you look on this app, you'll be able to see that we do tons of videos and blogs and everything like that. There's some people who are in the waiting room that, uh, that have put a lot of time and effort into helping us create these videos and where would we be without them? And so, you know, what, when you give to us, you allow us to be able to create these resources so we can not only bring people into considering and doing disciple making, but also help the people that we're coaching to have tools in their hand they can use with other people. So um, make sure you're a part of that. Yeah. You're going to find it, the information it to be quite applicable to your ministry. Oh no. Ah, the puns are coming out now. Oh no. This, Stuff this next crew brings out the best in me when it comes oh, to yes. all yay. of my dad yay. puns yay. and everything else. They are, uh, they are some fun, uh, fun crew and I'm really excited to be able to bring them on. So let's, Shall we get them in here? Let's get them Let's in get here. here. Please, All right. for the love of us, so, bring them in. Uh, there we go. All right. Yay. There's so our We have the Kane family. Give us a wave, Canes. And we've got the Sheets family. So uh, giving us a wave there. So looking great. Looking quite dapper, my friends. You need to understand that, that uh, you know, we all have, you know, myself and the Canes and the Sheets. We've got kids. Mine, of course, are older and I'm past that. Uh, that young stage, but but these guys, they've got younger kids and to come in and to be all like dapper and everything without like, you know, a ketchup smear across your, your shirt, like I sometimes would have, then uh, I'm pretty impressed. So uh, in fact, my he dad used now to when he doesn't have young kids. So yeah, my dad know. used to tell me a story. He said that whenever he would get dressed on Sunday morning to go preach, he was in those days where you had to wear a suit and he would make sure to stand across the room from me because he was guaranteed to either get throwed up on or peed on in the in the process of that. So anyway, glad you guys are here. Super excited to jump in and talk about On to disciple making. making. And, and she's so like, stop talking about kids. Okay, stop talking about body fluids. So let's go ahead and talk about <laughs> transforming our city. So guys, you know, um, again, this is this whole section is to inspire you to say that uh, join in the vision of seeing our cities transformed. Okay, mm -hmm. we've been hearing all the time, you know, throughout our Christian experience that the gospel changes everything, right? That it's supposed to change all of culture, it's supposed to transform everything. And I remember for the longest time, I was like, then why isn't it? Like, I'm just saying, like, why isn't it? And so, and, and, and God brought me on this journey. It's like, well, you know, to show how we're supposed to live out that gospel and how we're supposed to share that with other people in order to see this happen. And so that is one of the things, our mantras here at CDM, which is we want to transform our cities through movements and through, uh, you know, revitalizing his church. And that's what these people have come on. And it all starts with simple steps. It doesn't have to start with going walking out on stage or whatever that we try to think and make it what it is nowadays. It's all about just being personally faithful and making simple steps. So first off, I wanted let's do some introductions around the room. Uh, let's start with the canes. Just tell us a little bit about your uh, yourselves mm -hmm. and what brought you to the Disciple Making Movement and CDM. Sure. Um, well, uh, my name is Ashleen Steven. You see that? Uh, we live in Garland, Texas, um, and we have a two-year-old daughter named DJ. Um, and yeah, we um, first encountered CDM uh, maybe like five years ago. We read the book, uh, and then we kind of put the book down because we had 
told, we had loved everything we learned, but we told it to some people in our small group and they were like, eh, that's a little weird. So without the tea, we were just like, ah, okay, I guess we'll put it away. So five years later, we, we take another, we take a, a DMM training and we come across Jolene Burtz, <laughs> who's talking again about being coached and by Paul Watson. And we're like, oh, we know that guy. Let's talk. What's this coaching all about? So that's when we uh, looked into it for ourselves. And here we are. We, we took the class and we're doing coaching. And yeah, that's us. You want to add anything, Stephen, to that? Nope, I think that's pretty good. So, <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> she was like, that's, uh, that's, good. that's she said. Yeah, it you, all. you held your nose and you jot you jumped in with us. All right, so Riley and Nikki, uh, you know what's brought you here and and how did you come to be with Stephen? Yeah, so we um last year felt the Lord leading us to sell everything and follow Him, and so we sold everything trying to figure out where we're going to follow Him to. And we did not hear anything until it was time to go. And to Kansas City we went. And uh, so we were joining staff at the International House of Prayer. Um, and in that process, Nikki stumbled across the uh, Contagious Disciple Making book and just started going through it, devouring it. And she was like, Riley, this is really good. You need to pay attention to what is in this book and what I'm trying to talk to you about. And I was like, I'm trying to figure out this I have KC stuff. We're going on staff. I need. And so long story short, uh, she ends up talking to me about it. Yeah, well, so I'm like, like halfway through the book and just figure out like, man, I feel like I'm reading Riley's mind. By the way, I'm Nikki and this is Riley. <laughs> <laughs> um, Feel, I just feel like I'm reading his mind and there's so many things that it's going through um, just like the, the different um, the different mindsets of uh, what makes up a disciple maker and I'm like this is totally Riley <laughs> and um, so I get <clears throat> um, I get about halfway through the book and I'm like oh my gosh he's been discipling me like ever since we met and um and that was enough for you. That was like a, a squirrel, blind squirrel finding a nut though. Like I didn't understand. <laughs> I, I always saw discipleship as the Jedi mind trick, you know, it's like, but um, the way CDM laid it out, it's like, ah, this is biblical precedence. And so, um, and, and so we wanted to jump on and we got an email from you guys um, because we signed up uh, for your newsletter. <laughs> And so we knew that we had to get on there once uh, the class was open. So that's how we ended up with you guys. Well, it's been quite a, a great journey with that, guys. And uh, good to have you on board. So since you have come on board with CDM and, uh, and everything and been through the class and things like that, how has your vision for you, what do you want to see happen in, in your areas? What do you want to see um change in and around you as a result of all this yeah so for for us um it's kind of uh uh, uh specific to our neighborhood like we have a boys home and that would be really cool to see uh get infiltrated and we're doing like the background checks and, and stuff like that but i think in general 
I just would love to see, this is for wherever we would end up, um, not tied down to a place, but just a vibrant body of Christ who come together on things like prayer, who come together on things like engaging the lost and who can actually do life together. That's one thing that we've held in our hearts as a value, but haven't had good expression of. And those are all just like foundational things that CDM presents. And so for, for us, we want to see like our neighborhood and the unbelievers uh, uh, infected with Christ, but also the body of Christ with that community. There you go. Yeah, I saw some nodding heads there, Kane family. So, uh, so jump in. What is your vision and, and all of that too? Yeah, well, um, I love what Riley mentioned about the boys' home um, because, you know, when, since taking the class and we've kind of already had a heart for foster care, but taking the class really accelerated our desire to get involved in the foster care system and community and um, just we have dreams for our neighborhood, but also just to tag along with that, like we have dreams for also becoming foster parents and influencing the families, the biological families that are broken and in the system and um, praying for them, developing relationship with them and seeing them transformed. Mm -hmm. um, that's something we're going to start in February. So that, that I was really excited when he said that um, this is a similar path. And do you want to talk about other yeah. And we're just really hoping from all this just to get like consistent team where we're actually doing things that effectively work. And that's why I like working with y'all because just the background, the experience, all the different stories, from all these different yeah. locations. It's like, oh, so they've done it. So let's just do it here. And that's been very just nice yeah. to have that consistent assistance and just feedback as we go. But that's what we really need just mm -hmm. to get there. Like trial on my own hasn't worked. So. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I like. I think that one of the things that that I've gotten from both of you guys, just in, in listening to you, is this idea of of the kingdom of God. One of the one of the parables that we go through in contagious disciple making are the kingdom of God parables. And one of them that I really love is the kingdom of God is like a leaven that's been worked in the dough. And a lot of times in scripture, you hear leaven used in a negative way, but in this case, it's one of the times it's used positively that it works its way throughout the entire thing and completely changes it. And so what you guys are doing, both whether it's going into a boy's home or into a foster care system and caring for your neighborhood uh, at large, is that where is the kingdom of God not? And how do we start pushing it and massaging it into those spaces so that they're permanently transformed and the people in those, because the people in them have come into the kingdom of God, they've experienced the kingdom of God. And part of to be able to see that is that, A, we're practically going in there and helping meet needs. We're developing relationships with them. We're, we're working to solve the issues because I'm sure as you're working through the, you know, helping people in foster care systems, you're learning about the problems and issues within the foster care system. So how can we start, you know, changing those systems to be able to help, you know, to, to help people to relieve oppression, to relieve suffering? a lot better. And then as we're doing that, like I said, it gives us the opportunity now to really be able to have relationships that really are powerful because it shows that we're so invested in people. And then as we do that, we can have conversations that can lead to discovery groups and, and helping them to be able to come to, to know Jesus. So this is how doing good within our communities 
And then also making disciples can come together and be able to affect all the things that we see around us. Again, we one of the things that we we and Paul, me and Paul, really have to to work with people to get them to realize the disciple making movement is not just this weird offshoot thing that you do. It's can affect. It, it has a wide tent that anything that you want to be able to do, any particular area or people you want to affect falls under this purview because now here's a simple way to be able to lead people naturally to Jesus where they are at and plant the gospel in there and and to do so in such a way that you're doing good for that community too it just it it allows us to be able to do that so guys when you i know that uh, a couple of you that you guys are looking to be able to start a disciple making community and then also one of you have started a disciple making community you know, what is, uh, you know, but let's start with your own personal journeys. What has, since you've been coming on with CDM and learning, what has helped you the most in knowing how to be able to um, engage those that don't know Jesus? Like what has been the most helpful to you? I think just the whole idea of engaging groups of people instead of individuals. I think for years I've always engaged individuals, started Bible studies. My wife has, we've done that over and over and it really doesn't, go anywhere that well. It's just like the power of their groups are so strong. So it's understanding that when we're going to these places, like I need to be like very, very strategic about how do I engage their wife or their friends or their buddies? Like we're listening to that podcast. I think that was last week from a few months ago. It talks all about that. And we're like, Oh my, like I really need to like do this better because I'm having these awesome spiritual discovery conversations, but I don't know really how to like bring more people in. So that was, I think that whole entire concept there, like that really helps a lot. Yeah. 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 Awesome. And, and, and Riley, you were going to say. Well, I was going to say for us, um, when, like, so when I was in college, I was constantly around new people, new communities and everything, but then you exit college and it's like, you get in these ruts and, and then you get the family and it's like, there's just shields and shields and shields of not engaging people. And so to have you guys coach us to be intentional about scheduling your life so that it's around, non-believers it's like ah it's so simple and brilliant you know you you, you know riley what you're saying right now is making me happy because i'm like (laughs) i mean her love language which is scheduling unsung thing about uh about disciple making it is that you have to plan it you have to be intentional but it's like the the weird secret ingredient in grandma's recipe that makes a lot of things just work because people have so much talent. They have so many good ideas. They have all this opportunity, but it's just, we never get to it because we don't say I'm going to do it at this time at this place. And it's going to be done this way and follow through on it. You know, that's, that's a lot of times the difference. I still wake up in a cold sweat sometimes with your voice. Schedule it, hour of power. Come on. No, <laughs> oh boy. Uh, is it better to be loved or feared? We shall see. But anyway, the part- <laughs> so guys. It's, it's interesting. I, I just want to sit there. You brought up the hour of power. So I do want to I want to hop in on that because that's an that's an important thing, a concept of ours. Um, as as those of you who've been watching all day know, I'm a fan of Jordan Peterson. And one of the things that I saw him talk about earlier was the idea that every every couple needs to spend 90 minutes a week talking about the week. You know, what what went well, what needs to improve. 
And so this idea of, you know, we've talked about how a disciple making community can actually strengthen the disciple maker as well as allow the disciple maker to bear fruit, to do ministry, to make disciples. But the process of being a disciple maker, things like the hour of power also can improve friendships. If you choose to do your hour of power with a friend or a married relationship, if you choose to do your hour of power with your, with your spouse. So um, do both of you guys give me a wave. Do you guys practice the hour of power semi-regularly? It's like a 30 minutes of power, 40 minutes, but we're getting there. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Sometimes with kids, it's hard to get the whole hour in there. I understand. So um, talk about the hour of power and some of the some of the impact that it's had on your disciple making. So. Yeah, I've never scheduled things into my life like this is the time I'm going to get it done. And so it's like I have all these great intentions, um, but without the plan. It's just a hope. It's like I'm not actually going to be taking the steps there. And so it's mm. caused me to have much more follow through and follow up. Um, whereas that's been a, a very glaring weakness in my life. Um, yeah, I, I think the follow through, what Riley was saying is key. I struggled with that. But, um, you know, what we usually we have our conversation quadrant by our, you know, power hour sheet. And we're like, okay, you know, while we're scheduling, we're like, okay, who's farthest along on our quadrant? Okay, are we get, we're gonna we're gonna prioritize them, and we just like talk about like, are we meeting them this week? Like, where where are we engaging them at? So, yeah, that's um, follow through has been huge, along with the other tools, just to know, okay, we are seeing this person every week. We're gonna make sure we prioritize them so that three weeks don't go by, and we have to like you know start over, catch up, and. Uh, we can actually get momentum. That's so great. You know, and guys, you can learn about the conversation quadrant on our app. So if you go down, download our app and look under videos underneath conversation quadrant, you can watch that video and be able to, to, to within a few minutes, know the just about what it's about. But then also you can listen to a whole podcast about it in there too. So, you know, you know, very good job, you know, guys with, with that. Now, here's the thing. I want to be able to, to, to now ask you to another. So let's go through some of the basic habits. You know, here at CDM, when we start people with, with uh, disciple making, we get them doing some basic habits in certain categories. That was kind of like a disciple worth multiplying habit where we're like, how do we plan our lives to be able to do things? Let's talk about mobilizing prayer. So this will be things like our CDM prayer page, our prayer community, our prayer calendars. Uh, the prayer and fasting guide, um, and maybe even something like sticky note prayer or something like that. Out of those beginning prayer habits and mobilizing things, what is what what's been your favorite, and or what is what is something that has really impacted you out of these particular um, tools that you've began using? I I'll go ahead and speak. I think like the just the prayer calendar has been incredible. Like I literally like feel lonely if I don't do it because it's like this really simple system where like every day I'm calling somebody in my life or texting and being like, Hey, do you have like 10, 15 minutes to catch up today? If not, just shoot me a text with me prayer for. And then I share my own prayer need. And it's like, I have this one week where it's like all my weddings groomsmen and it's just like groomsmen week. And I'm having all these good, like 30 minute conversations with my buddies. And sometimes it's just like a five minute text. It just depends where I'm at relationally. And it's just, 
super awesome to have that connect network of prayer where I can be like, hey, you three, four buddies. Hey, I had these three things this week. This is really cool. Please pray into this. I just honestly, it's like, I didn't like, there's all part about just like all the things that develops in you, but just like the relational connectedness it can create, like in a really easy pattern. Like when I'm seeking the Lord, it's honestly, that's been like, I, I noticed when I don't do it because it's like, oh my goodness, I feel lonelier this week. Oh yeah. Oh, that's why I'm not connected with everybody every day. Mm-hmm. So that's my experience. Well, you know, if you ever feel lonely, Stephen, you could be, you could, you could go ahead and, <laughs> and message me and, and I'll catch up with you for 15 minutes, you know, anything to help yeah. Uh, in that, but go ahead, Ashley. <laughs> well, yeah, I was just going to tack on to that, that we'll have the occasional person shoot back. How can I pray for you? And so it's really like people we wouldn't normally ever talk to are now praying. We're like, okay, pray for our friend over here. We're about to go see them and see their family. You know, we just talk about all these like ministry prayer points we need prayer for. And so it's really cool how sometimes that just get people praying for you that would never, you'd never talk to you without it. It's interesting when you talk. So one of the things that I've been learning lately is that there's a difference between communication and connection and communication is just giving data to people and, and Hey, how are you doing? Just that stuff. But we don't, and we're, and we can communicate with a large group of people, but feel lonely. But when we have connection one person a day, one small group of people a day can can sit there and help us combat the loneliness that seems to be plaguing Western society right now. So you're talking about the prayer calendar, about how it's it's, it's a tool not just to even see God work through you, but also a, a practical tool to help you truly connect with the people that you're that you're talking to to hear what's on their heart and for those that reciprocate to share what's on your heart and as a result it's chasing away that western disease of isolation and loneliness i love that i actually hadn't heard that application or that fruit from a prayer calendar before and i've been doing this a while so that's kind of cool and i can i can say guys that's what we're all about when it comes to prayer mobilization we're all about connecting believers together this is not just a a list of prayer requests that we sent out it's about creating prayer relationships that's why we have in our cdm community we are inviting people to have prayer relationships with each other uh so what do you what about the sheets over there what are what are your thoughts by far my favorite tool is the prayer calendar um I, I need convincing to do new things. And so I need to spend time with it and get my reasons. And I, I spent a lot of time with God on it. And um, just coming away with this, uh, this understanding that prayer shouldn't look like, oh, help me. I'm, I pray for me. I'm kind of freaked out. But it's like, I'm actually a son of the living God. And I'm going to go visit him in the throne room today. And how can I be bringing you before him? And so it's like, this it, coming out of that time with the Lord on it, it's like, is this faith and this vision and the amount of things that the Lord is doing and answering. It's like over 70% of the time I pray for someone, I follow up five days later and they say, God answered this, God answered this. And so it, like we're forming relationships based on our love for God and not for like football or something. Mm. Um, So we're getting like deep relationships and it's encouraging them. It's causing their faith to rise that God does answer prayers because some of them are like kind of ridiculous, like estranged daughter for over two years. 
and we pray and then two days later he hears back from her Mm -hmm. like come over to my house meet my husband you haven't met etc etc and so prayer calendar has been the best awesome well we're going to need to get on to the next subject. Uh, so that, so that was prayer. How about we've been talking about some early engagement uh, with the loss, but what else, what other habits or what other things have been helpful for you being a part of the CDM community, whether it's coaching the class, you know, uh, maybe at some of our prayer meetings, maybe it's just some uh, resource that you have. What is the thing that, re- what are some of the things that have really been helpful for you and uh, and everything in that process. Yeah. So one of the things about the, the coaching that I like is it seems to just uh, sort of hover and revolve around these fundamentals. How are you doing in the areas of being a disciple yourself? Like if you're going to be multiplied, you need to be doing these habits yourself. And so um, a lot of the times I know what I'm going to hear in the coaching, but Michael Jordan always practiced dribbling every day. And so it's like the, the thing is never irksome to hear again, but encouraging that I need more of the fundamentals of a disciple in my life. Awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Canes. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah, I think it's uh, that consistency that Riley's talking about of someone, you know, bringing you back to, the basics of, you know, being a disciple worth multiplying prayer, uh, engaging people. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's been the biggest thing. Yeah, it's really good because now we on a weekly basis sit down and say, well, who's the three or four people we're going to see this week for yeah. you and for I? And then we're going to yeah. check in, you know, coaching in a couple of weeks. We're like, hey, how's it going? And so it's like this, that whole entire like yeah. extra accountability to that cadence. Like that's what we've needed, honestly, to actually do it. Awesome. Awesome. You know, so let me ask you guys, I know that we're probably going to soon wrap up, but I want to hear, I I really, what I really like about the, the both of you guys and, you know, both of you couples in here is that you're really intent upon doing this. This is not something that you're wanting to just have signed up and well, you know, we like talking about it, you know, kind of thing. It's like, it's something you really want to see happen. You really want to be able to uh, reach people who don't know Jesus. You want to see the the body of Christ mobilized more into praying for and then also being disciple makers themselves in this. And so I, I really, you know, I, I believe you so Riley there and, and Nikki and Casey and then also, uh, you know, you, the Canes over there in Garland, Texas, which is on the edge of that, you know, massive Dallas Fort Worth area. You know, so these are both, you know, large, important areas that need to be reached and to concede and transformed, you know, um, what do you see, uh, you know, what, when you, you know, I kind of started this, co- this conversation, but what in your mind, when you listen to the news, when you lo- look at the things that are going on out there, how do you feel that what you're doing is going to, to, to uh, address that? How do you, how do you feel that that's part of the answer to these things? I think a big thing for us is really that the foster care piece we're being tied mm-hmm. into because we suddenly every six months to a year, we get thrust into a new family and a new part of the city, a new network of all these different relationships. Mm-hmm. And it's like this really cool way because you have these kids where you have all this trauma and this background, this baggage, you're trying to love them well and also love the parents. Mm-hmm. So like ideally reunify or someone in the family. And it's just like this massive way in just to serve everywhere and like just love really well, be really humble and simple. And it's going to be really hard and demanding, but it really gives you access. To, I don't know, like, 
20, 30 people in a network, like mm-hmm. every six months to a year, you know, it's yeah. just really kind of cool and humble to get to really help and engage there, meet other foster parents, yeah. encourage them. Yeah. And, yeah. um, and I, I think uh, what, because we focus on silos, uh, coming to know God together or families coming to know God together, it's like, we're not just taking, we're not hoping to just take one person out and mm-hmm. they get rescued. They, their life gets turned around. Then they never talk to anybody again around them. It's like, we're hoping that, um, whole entire families or communities would come to discover God. And then, you know, together they can go on that journey together. They can redeem their own relationships with each other because they're pursuing God together and they're growing closer to each other as a family. And um, so, uh, yeah, I like that. It's not just forget, forget everybody, leave everybody behind um, and come start this new thing over here at this church. Um, it's taking everybody. And that would make a huge difference within our systems. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the pro-life issues connected with the orphan issue, with the foster care issue, with broken family issues. And, you know, so if we, it, it, this is a comprehensive thing. And imagine the turnaround that we would have in our cultures and our communities if we address all these different brokennesses where they are. So good, good stuff there. Well, to add something to that is that, you know, Jesus is in the, in the business of changing destinies. I mean, and you got kids who, because of either brokenness that go back to great, great grandparents and so on and so forth that are now facing brokenness where they are, perhaps it's just the brokenness of, of two parents trying to figure it out in this broken and fallen world. But those kids destinies have been radically aligned in in a way that that are that you know greg would sit there and say all right you know that those are the guys that i i met in prison but by you being available whether it's at the boys home you know sheets family whether it's at with foster care for the canes that you are now bringing in the leaven of the kingdom into that space you're giving jesus the opportunity to change a destiny and you're interrupting that that d- path of destruction that could lead them to prison, and so and 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 so in reality, what you're doing by bringing in the scent, the fragrance of Christ, and allowing them to experience that themselves, whether it's I know Nikki likes to bring bread, so I was thinking of that bringing of bread over to the boys' home and stuff like that. That that what that's doing is it's changing destinies. And instead of being a life filled with destruction, they now could become disciple makers and they're, they're living lives of transformation. And I just think that that is an amazing partnership with, with God and his spirit and his word there that can make a lasting difference. And people long to make a difference and they think to do so, they need to run uh, for a political party or become a preacher or something like that. And those things are not bad and they need to be done, but it's the everyday ordinary people like you and like me that sit there and make that decision to, to go out and to be the presence of Christ in those spaces and disciple people that are going to make the real difference that will transform this country. You know, and, and guys, uh, I would just just for our viewers to be able to really fully understand, because I'm sure that our, our friends here are well aware at this point, you know, because we're discipling people into they're not just reading the Bible, not just being exposed to the Bible. And then they're going to be just saying, yeah, I signed up team Jesus and that's it that we're saying from the beginning, you're 
you're doing something different because of that. You're changing. You're sharing this with other people right from the beginning. This is what truly changes things. This is how the gospel changes everything is because when we act on it, when we share it, when we become ambassadors for it, then it actually can change all these particular things. And so uh, cool thing. So uh, Sheets, I want to give you a chance. Maybe you can have the final word on this. Not entirely sure of the question, but it had to do with like, when you look at the narrative of the culture, how does what we're doing combat that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. It's, um, I feel like there's so many people who are tired of the fear mongering that's going about that mm-hmm. they're just like, this is not what life is about. And, um, mm-hmm. and so it's actually been like extremely easy to make new connections with people because it seems like people are uh, sort of over that. And so um, it seems at least around here that um, it's really easy to talk with people and have conversations. And so that'll be good for later building the meaningful and the spiritual, like the uh, different quadrants in the conversation quadrant. Um, And ultimately we try and tune out of the world narrative and get really caught up in God's narrative. Um, it's a good read. Absolutely, <laughs> it's a good absolutely read. on that. Absolutely, and and you know, I I believe that God has put us in this at, for such a time as this to be able to help change what we see going on. And so it's good to be doing that with you guys. So thank you so much. I'm so glad that you're a part of our community and we hope to be able to see you in the future. Uh, continue in our our community and be able to. Uh, to be able to, to work with you moving forward. So thanks so much, guys. We'll see you next time. This is what we do here at CDM. We make, the, we make disciples and make disciples. We come along people to be able to coach them, uh, train them, be able to create community, and we actively work together. We don't just spend a week with people and say, bye, I hope that you do okay. We work, walk alongside people to create disciple-making communities, to create church hubs, area hubs, and a global community with CDM that works together to be able to see this happen. And so we ask that you would consider going on and becoming a supporter here with uh, CDM. We uh, just ask you that you would be through Giving Tuesday. We are looking for 300 partners to be able to take a uh, to make a 100 a month share in what we're doing. And because it's those monthly givers that allow us to be able to to plan our budget, we're we're as you can tell, our growth is we're just expanding here. We're needing hub builders. We are needing uh, prayer coordinators, production managers, and production team. We need uh, a prison developer. We're all, we're starting a uh, hub in Germany. I mean, there's all these things are happening, and we need more team to come alongside. So. Uh, we, in order for us to walk through the doors that God is giving us, we're going to need to have more team and more dedicated team to what we're wanting to do. And so it's so exciting because we know that you are the answer to that. You right now who are listening are, are, are the answer to our prayers to be able to help us support in what we're wanting to see happen. So, uh, uh go ahead and go on to our app. You can download the app, the, uh, the contagious disciple making app. 
and through there be able to uh, give. There's a button that says give. You just click that and you can say monthly at a certain amount or uh, a single gift. Uh, perhaps you, you'll be able to give that this particular time. But don't give up <laughs> and uh, be a part of what we're doing here today. And uh, and we, we thank you for that. The other thing for you to do is to go to our www.contagiousdisciplemaking.com slash partner. So that's contagiousdisciplemaking.com slash partner. And that gives you some more information about all those things. Uh, because, guys, we're really wanting to be able to partner together on this. So thank you so much in that. I'm Paul Watson, and this is Rebecca Ewing, and you've been listening to the CDM Podcast. Like, share, five-star rate, and review this podcast. You can listen to our full premium content by becoming a $5 a month supporter on our Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash faithworks, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash faithworks, or click on the link in the description. Thanks for listening to the CDM Podcast. For coaching or other resources, connect with us at contagiousdisciplemaking.com or download the Contagious Disciple Making app. Join us in the journey of becoming world-changing disciple makers.